This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And why in Boss's name would anyone want to make a documentary about you anyway? Technically, they've made quite a few documentaries about me. About all of us, really. I'm not counting anything on Pure Flix as even remotely factual, much less the History Channel. Ooh, are we talking shit about the History Channel? Lucy and I were watching this one movie about a dude in Egypt who started a cult around Sobek because he was the god of... That was me. Yeah, that tracks. Never saw the point of that one. The Egyptians didn't believe in angels or demons proper. Well, what were you doing back then? Being the messenger of Nanya. What god was that? Nanya business. Would you like to know what Gabriel was doing, Edison? Absolutely not. Gabe, if you can get me my takeout and out the door in the next 30 seconds, I won't almost die for a week. Seems like that bribe would work better on your guardian angel, but I'll take it. You know, for sworn ineffable enemies, you guys sure do run into each other a lot. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, and where there's you, there's trouble I've got to take care of. That's rather facetious of you. I've helped. Name one damn time that we ran into each other and you made my existence easier. I wouldn't say easier, but... Accepting. Fine. You remember London? 1890? Whitechapel? No, two years afterwards. Same bodies. Well, almost. What do you mean? Almost. I believe he was aiming for the heart when he shot me, but it went straight through the throat instead. I didn't want to remake an entire body, so I just patched up the vocal cords and larynx. Worth it for the look on his face. Oh, please, like you haven't traumatized enough humans with the whole be not afraid shtick. Glass houses. Hmm. Are you sure this is the right address? I offered help, didn't I? And against my better judgment in professionalism... I agreed. A rogue ineffable being playing at spiritualism? I'll bet you anything it's a demon. You'll be glad to have me then. Out of the goodness of your heart. Don't make me laugh, Beelzebub. Well, it must be quite frustrating having to run errands like this is all. If you happen to need an outlet for that frustration in the aftermath... There it is. I don't hear a no. You've never heard a yes, either. I've told you a thousand times that lying's a sin, and yet you never listen. You're wrong. No, you just only say yes when we're... Uh, No. Regarding the address, we're looking for 224 B Baker Street, not 221. What? Let me see. Hmm. By Jove, so we are. I could have sworn. Never mind. Until this is finished, stay out of my way. I won't have you distracting me again. How in Lord's name is this... James's fault! Here we go again. Really thought we'd resolve this last season. Fall, that is. Yes, we all remember the leaves, Madge. 
But that doesn't detract from the fact that James seems to have forgotten that we were privately hired tonight. Tobias Weddle privately hired us to prove that Francesca von Duvet, psychic, is swindling his mother out of her savings and his eventual inheritance by conducting elaborate seances for her dead husband, who died of typhoid last March, which we agreed to do privately, hence engaging her services for a private seance tonight with just the four of us privately. Right. Thanks for recapping, because I definitely wasn't listening the first time. You're welcome. By engaging her services here at 224, we can control the environment, remove all extraneous modifiers, and cut off her usual means of hoaxery. By engaging her services in a private seance, James did pay for. Now, this! He's gone and publicised the event in the bloody times! Anyone could show up on a doorstep now, eliminating the sterile environment necessary for mystery solving. The more variables we add to the equation, the more unstable the conclusions become. It's basic scientific method! Oh, oh, real quick, thank you for reminding me. Can you name me one other thing about the scientific method? Bonus points if you can fit in the word private again. Madge. What? I'm on your side, but you've got to sell it better than that. Good God, on a gondola, where is he? And I can see none of my distracting witticisms are working, so I don't know. He'll get here when he gets here. Mm-mm, not true. Timeliness, Madge. Dedication to the case at hand. We went over this last season. Fall, that is. He was supposed to arrive at 9.30 on the dot with Archie. And snacks. And snacks, yes, with Archie and snacks, but most importantly with Archie. Wait, Archie agreed to stay out past 9.30? James assured me he'd make an exception for tonight. Why do we need Archie again? Because, as I already recapped earlier, we need a subject for the seance. Someone that we are ostensibly holding the seance for. So then Archie is the subject of the seance. And what the medium says, he does. So why can't one of us do that? Because I am already playing roguish theatrical upstart investor with a dark past, Reginald Norcliffe Esquire, as you can see by my... Is that James's smoking jacket? Exactly. Hampton Fox would never smoke, but Reginald Norcliffe Esquire is a fiend for the dried tobacco leaf. Please explain it exactly like that. And you are playing the wealthy widow Penelope Thistledown, who killed her husband using a rudimentary knife made out of the whittled bones of precocious orphans. Dark, but I like it. And James is playing Archie's butler or something. He never nailed anything down. Sounds about right, but Hampton, none of this makes any sense. Why can't we just play ourselves? I don't even have anything that could be a child's bone knife, and you know how I need a prop to really get inside the disguise. Because, Madge, we are the only detectives in town who no one sees coming. Unlike Holmes and Watson, we are anonymous, under the radar. We can use that to our advantage. Francesca von Duvet doesn't know we're detectives. We can be anyone. Yeah, but if no one knows who we are, why can't we just be ourselves? Well, uh, I mean, yes. But but you really like wearing fancy smoking jackets and doing silly little voices. Maybe. Should have just said. See, I respect that. Reginald. Thank you, 
Penelope. Might want to take the fox and stallion sign down from the door, though, before any guests arrive. Great point, Madge. I'll... Blast! Ooh, wait. False blast. That's probably just Archie and James. Could you get that? What did we say about me answering doors? Just because your legs are longer doesn't mean you should have to use them more. I know, but my false moustache is falling off. Could you please? Ugh, fine. Curse of the stride. All right, dickheads, I think it'd be... Breast. I mean, chest. I mean, best. (laughs) If you uh, tell me who you are and what you're doing here. Well, someone knows how to greet a lady. Christ. So, are you here for the... Seance. Public seance, yes. According to this... This, um... Did you check your pocket? Gabriel, did you check your pocket? Are you ignoring me? Ah, here it is. Right then. Public seance, according to this ad in the Times. Thrills, chills, and frills abound when Francesca Von Duvet is making house calls. This is 224B, yes? The home for all your chills and thrills needs, apparently. And the frills? The frills you might have to pay extra for, but let's see where the night takes us. Wink. Yes. Let's... Hello, fine and weary travellers. I am the proprietor of this fine establishment, Reginald Norcliffe Esquire. I see you've already met Penelope Thistledown. Not an Esquire yet, but I just got my purple belt last month, so it should be any day now. It's a pleasure, Penelope. My name is Belladonna. Gabriel. Charmed. The art of an alias is clearly lost on you. That's a very... Ow! Firm grip you have there. Oh, yes, my apologies. May we come? Yes. In? Also, yes, come right in. I'm afraid it's just us at the moment. We're still waiting on... James! I know, I know, before you say anything. I know, I'm late. I'm sorry. I was running. I just... Is that my smoking jacket? You said you were trying to quit. The smoking, not the jacket. Come now, Hampton. Oh no, no, Hampton Fox. We are not shushing each other anymore. That's so last season. Fall, that is. James! What? I thought your name was Reginald Norcliffe. Esquire. Uh, But... Which means you're not... Penelope? Oh no, I'm absolutely Penelope Thistledown. I've never met this man before in my life. Uh, why didn't you tell me we were doing disguises? I tried, but you never Never nailed, nailed anything, anything down. down. Oh, I've got to stop doing that. Sorry, mate. Been all over the place. Speaking of, where's your better half? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Ah, here he comes. Mr. Stallion. Mr. Stallion. That's not... <sighs> I ran all the way here to improve my lung capacity for optimal psychic reading. Just like he said. <laughs> McMurphy. You know him. Well, not biblically or anything. James, what is McMurphy doing here? Where is Archie? Uh, why don't we all head inside and get set up? We wouldn't want to leave our two guests out here in the cold, now would we? Much appreciated. And when will Miss Von Duvet be arriving? According to the advert, Miss Von Duvet will be arriving whenever the spirit moves her. Ah. 
and that is... Her pay gets docked if she's late, so I assume the spirit will be moving our way around ten? Ten, ten it is. is. And this is the sitting room where we sit. Oh, please don't touch that, McMurphy. These are the bookshelves where we keep, uh, you know, the books. Oh, and on that one is a fascinating little device James had shipped from Japan for my birthday the other month. A puzzle box. What'll they think of ne- Please don't touch that, McMurphy. Solved it. Right, and Archie? Baking emergency, unavailable. Sarah? Bar emergency, similarly unavailable. Literally anyone else in London but Archie's ex-partner at Scotland Yard who we've had one conversation with between the three of us? Well, Holmes and Watson adopted a dog or something. Bastards. So that's just everyone's whole weekend now. And here's a prototype of a new game that James is working on. Patent pending. That involves hurling very small knives at a piece of corkboard. Why's the board got Sherlock Holmes's face on it? Please don't touch that, McMurphy! Thank you. Rather shouty, that friend of yours. Especially considering the height. I happen to be partial to small things. Is that so? What a coincidence. I like them big. <coughs> I say, do you have any fags here? Of course. In the end table there, top drawer. Thank you. I thought you got rid of those. I said I was trying to quit smoking, not succeeding. Oh, come here, you. Oh, hello. Gabriel, the Archangel, between you and I. Well, yes, even Archangels have to do busy work occasionally. Who knows what kind of ineffable being that medium is, or what they're planning. Ha! It's completely bunk. You can't speak to the dead without the proper paperwork. And we certainly couldn't let humans go around talking to so-and-so who's kicked the bucket just because they'd like to. Complete and utter chaos. And, worst of all, more work for me. I'm the Angel of Earth. Of course I handle all its paperwork. Good stuff. It's the travel. It's awful. Frankly, I find it ridiculous. If letting humans talk to the dead wouldn't be even more of a logistical nightmare, I'd say let them do what they want. Let him or her or them paddle their own, uh, uh, well, do something. I suppose I never thought of it that way. I see. Clearly you're the one with the brains around here. Are you talking to Ambrosius? The cat? No. I see I rank below cats now. And you can tell Gabriel if you two are so chummy now that he... Whoa! Watch this do! McMurphy! Don't touch. The psychic's arriving any minute and you must. I know. Under no circumstances. I know. Don't, don't mention, mention your, your name. name. Oh, sweet oil of Christ! Bloody hell. Should be fun. Good evening. Oh, I am so sorry. Thunder, lightning, standing in shadow in the vestibule. Dramatic. Not the intro I wanted to make. Let me just... You know... Ha! 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 Hmm! Hi there. Francesca Von Duvet. 
gentlewoman medium, dabbler in the psychic arts, and amateur badminton enthusiast. And you must be? Ephraim McMurphy, pleased to meet you. Uh. And also with you, Mr. McMurphy. Now, is there a room where I can perhaps straighten up, powder the old nose, apply the fresh perfume, do my lavatory duties? Perhaps, oh, I don't know, hold a seance? You know what? I'll go on the hunt my... Oh! A wall of things! That's so fun. Good for you. Well, I can't discern her true identity, and I'm supposing by the look on your face that you can't either. But I don't know anyone on either of our sides who should be able to hide that, so... Have fun, Angel. No, no, no! With the name blown, we're going to have to change our entire tactic with the medium! Not to mention have the carpets cleaned for crumbs. I mean, Christ, does this guy like to snack. I've promised him no more biscuits until after the seance. Well, that still doesn't help the fact that... James? Nah, it's just me. Good old McMurphy. (laughs) I heard you talking biscuits, and I wanted to share my tin, as well as my thoughts on which ones are best. First is obviously... McMurphy! Hey! Over here! There you are! Have I shown you Hampton's napkin collection? (gasps) No way! A whole collection! (laughs) You don't just use old shirts that are too stained to be worn out of the house. Christ, are you alright? You're doing that thing where you're sweaty and twitching and... Nervous? Well, good, because I am. I mean, tonight was already going to be precarious, but now I... It's okay, little Hampton. You help get McMurphy prepped. I'll go handle the guests. Sound good? Yes. Yes, you're right. Divide and conquer. Exactly. Once more into the breach. You know I hate British propaganda, but yes, thank you. Or it's just a good line. Two truths and all that. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm off. As am I, Hampton. As am I. Oh, God. (laughs) Hampton's got to get a new scent. All right, McMurphy, let's talk. I'll say. Mr. Stallion over here is bragging about your whole serviette collection, and it looks like you only got two pieces of cheap cloth, neither of them matching, and now you want it. McMurphy, biscuits. I'm listening. You've got to tell me how you did that later. Will do. So, I gotta dupe this psychic lady or what? Uh... What my associate here means to say is, ah yes, we are going to definitively and respectfully prove that the psychic medium known as Francesca Von Duvet is not indeed in possession of netherworldly intelligence. That's what was in the contract. Yes. Now, McMurphy, and be honest. Do you think you're up for this? Let's take this puppy to church. Oh my god. Wow. (laughs) You. Huh. You know, I'm just going to... If this was a competition for how to make it sound like we're doing the Waterloo Slam Jam, you'd be taking gold by a mile, but are you actually interested in anything more? 
Just a moment. I just need to make sure the implication isn't lost on him. Right. I can tell your relationship is healthier than my nephew Theo down in the Top Hat factory. Hey. Hey. As inconvenient and deeply erotic as it would be to watch you shove my bed through the wall, telling James about the property damage would not. So why don't we see if there's a more organic way to generate some noise complaints? Oh, you don't understand. It has to be a very specific kind of noise complaint to get under Gabriel's skin. If you'd like to help, though, you could walk by with some rope and every knife in the house and make sure he sees it. Okay, I'm starting to get the feeling that we have... Different ideas of a good time. Do you want to have sex or not? Do you? Because it's starting to feel like you're going for some kind of Jack the Ripper roleplay here. Of course they assumed I was a man. What? Nothing. Look, there's a certain way I'm used to doing things, and if you're not interested... Kind of the whole point of sex is is that you both get something out of it, and... (laughs) To be honest, I spend enough time every month cleaning up blood to know that is not going to do it for me. Why do I always forget what happens when you try to fuck a normal... And can you stop muttering to yourself? Kinda a simple yes or no. You interested? (sighs) Of course I'm interested. I'm just a bit nervous is all. (sighs) Do I have a sign on my head that reads your first experimentation? The muttering? Payback's a bitch, ain't it? Um, Oh, that's all right. Uh, Take your time. Could I have a moment, please? Of course. Bathroom's right there if you want to. Thank you. So, when the seance begins, she's going to first divine your name. Well, not anymore. Now she'll have to find a new way of gaining her subject's trust and itching your curiosity enough to keep paying for further extrapolation. Can't imagine that's too difficult. And since now you're the one getting psychicked, uh, psyched? What's the proper verb for something like this? Psychicked is fine. Agreed. So, we'll let her continue to make her predictions, and you, Ephraim, will just have to deny, deny, deny. Exactly. No quarter. Don't tell her my name. Got it. No! You've already told her you're. James? Hampton, breathe. <sighs> Next, she'll be trying to figure out why you need a seance. Great question. I hadn't really thought about it. Now, we're trying to expose her for the tricksy fraud she is, so this is where the lie comes in. (gasps) Now, Mr. Fox, you know how I feel about lying. My background in the law and all. Let it go, James. Let it go. Oh, so far. You are going to say you want to converse with your deceased grandmother. <laughs> Joke's on her. I barely converse with her anyway, and she's alive. Exactly. But you're going to tell her how torn up you've been, how much you've missed her, how she took a secret with her to the grave that no one in your family, even you, her favourite grandchild, never knew. Well, Fine line between favourite and only show. But the more heartbroken you seem, the more she'll read into your sadness, which eventually is when we spring the trap. <gasps> no way. You got traps in here. <gasps> like this mountain of pots and pans. Is this like one of those contraptions where if I pull this one, I'll... No! Mm. Hold my 
myself I should have done the dishes. You knew we were having guests. Do you know how many pieces of kitchenware it takes to debone a rabbit? Three. It's three! Oh, well, yes, it is three. Maybe I should be the psychic. Ephraim, biscuits? Locked in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, you can do this. Normal sex. Normal, vanilla, non-violent sex. You did it for millennia before the two of you got bored with it. Why, so much time has passed that it'll probably seem downright exciting. You don't need gunpowder or iron maidens or a guillotine. Oh, for Lord's sake! I've never seen anybody hold their breath for more than three minutes. That was five! Well, maybe none of you ever tried hard enough. What? Never... Bloody mind. It's just not the same. All right, this comment I can address. You know, I'm not too keen on apparently just being you so you can win whatever lover's quarrel you two got going on. <laughs> uh, I forgot how limited your perspectives can be. Literally just told Listen you. to me very closely, Penelope. The arrangement that Gabriel and I have is beyond even the furthest reaches of your comprehension. There is no name in any tongue on this earth for what we are. And it is certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, not love. Okay. Ignoring all the condescending parts of that sentence. Fine. Uh, friends. Oh, Lord, that's even worse. Think of us as sworn enemies who have reached an understanding. Hey, I got exes. I understand. And from what I can understand, your plan doesn't even seem to be working. He seemed to be having a grand time with the boys earlier. And that's when I realised that Sherlock Holmes doesn't smoke two different kinds of tobacco. Those were his tea leaves. Can you imagine? Hoisted by my own petard. No, I couldn't possibly. Oh, no, it's certainly getting to him. You don't know Gabriel like I do. Okay, look, I think you're loads of fun, Belladonna. Mm. All right, well, you've got a monster rack. That's more like it. But I promised myself I was done throwing myself at women who don't like me as much as I like them or their monster racks. It's a good lesson to learn once you hit your 30s. I'd recommend you do the same. Oh, sweet Penelope, you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Right. Then if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go see what's happening with the seance because that is a mystery that actually wants solving. can possibly be only three minutes. Now, remember your part? Get weepy about missing Gran, even though she's still at the home down on Pendragon and... Well, friends, I have sufficient...
urgently explore this flat and its one and a half lavatories. It's time to commune. Then commune down to the sitting room, Miss Von Duvet. Oh, Hampton, no. We have a table set up for you, and your subject cannot wait for some good, wholesome, unprepared closure. Mr. McMurphy, I'm going to ask you to clear your mind. That should be easy. What was that? That should be easy. I'd clear my mind, you know. Ah, yes. Good. That's wonderful. So, clear your mind. Done. What do you see? Uh, a living room with no clear theme. Close your eyes, McMurphy. Right. Typical humans. I am not speaking to you. Just did. (sighs) Um, Excuse me. I need complete silence for the spirits to enter. They do not like chit-chat. That's why this place has been ghost-free since we moved in. Mr. McMurphy. Mm. You're feeling drowsy. What's that? Sleepy? Oh. Yeah. Hypnosis? What kind of psychic is this? How is McMurphy supposed to help us defraud this fraudy if he's fast asleep? Who knows? Maybe she's the real thing. But a right geez or not, just saying could be cool. Now, Mr. McMurphy, in your drowsy, sleepy state, what do you see? <clears throat> Mr. McMurphy, I... So sorry, Miss Duvet. Von Duvet. That's what I say. Duh. McMurphy is used to being in bed by this time, so... Habits mixing with hypnosis, you understand. Oh, I'm afraid I do. Why didn't anyone tell me he was an early birdie? I'll be totally honest, we're like barely acquaintances. Why is his being asleep? Bad? It's not, not bad. Right, so, bad. Chair moving by itself bad, one might say. Well, it appears she is one of mine. Have a jolly good time with the paperwork. I happen to enjoy paperwork. You're a stereotype, you know that? Of what? Of an inflexible, joy-killing, control-freak angel. You've spent the last 40 minutes whinging for this angel to fuck you. At least I'm honest about it. Tell me, what did you put in your chapter report? You're very good at leaving things out of those. Or should I see if anyone at this seance has been to Alexandria? Uh, hey, sorry, shut up. He's stirring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I just... Uh... Oh. oh, no. Oh, no? What is it? That's not good. What is it? What do you see? And is it your gran? Oh, sorry, no can do. We're unfortunately not allowed to influence who our subject comes into contact with. That's a spiritual decision, you understand. Oh, Oh, what a a load load of... Sure. Now, Mr. McMurphy, is there anyone trying to make contact? Yes. It... It's gran. 
He's actually sticking with the plan. I can't believe it. Gran, it's me. Ephraim. No, the other one. You have more than one Ephraim in your family? Least surprising thing about him. Mr. McMurphy, how does it feel seeing your gran again? Dis... Disappointed. You're disappointed to see your gran? No. Disappointed. In me. Ah. She's disappointed in you. A very common threat when family arrives. No, no. I'm disappointed in me. Aww. What? what? Gran. Gran, I've got so much to tell you. I've grown so much. Seriously, it's been fucking mental. How is your gran reacting to the news? Good? Bad? No need for judgments here. But is she mad? Pardon me, Miss Von Duvet. But how do we know you haven't just given him a script to say? Quite convenient none of us can see anything. You're serious? Did you not just see the fucking chair move? Chairs move of their own volition all the time. Oh, you're not needed, thank you. Would be a first for you. Friends! Friends! Breathe! <sighs> no need to pollute the energy of the room with minor squabbles and childish wonderings. It's never good manners to ask a spirit to reveal themselves if they're not ready to. How would you like it if someone made you leave the house without your knickers on? Oh, he wishes. Would you mind telling us, Miss Von Duvet, just exactly where you got these abilities? After the seance, steers. <laughs> I always leave time for a talkback. Oh, well, that's considerate. But unnecessary, since we're here to expose her for the fraud she is now! Right, and how sure are we that she's a total fraud? Why are you disappointed in your grand seeing you here tonight? No. Yes! You must confront her! I'm sorry, but carrying around disappointment is like carrying a 40-kilo kettle of fish around your neck at all times. Useless. Sure, unless you're the fishmonger. It's just that. Yes? It's just that. Yes? It's just that. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, oh. Oh, right, Gran. I'm sorry, Gran. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. And what are you sorry for? I'm sorry for... for being a little shit. Oh, my God. James, he's ruining it. Instead of proving Ms. Von Duvet's fraudery, we're turning her into some odd... Out-of-the-box confessional. Yes, yes, and I hear you. But I didn't think McMurphy was capable of emotions beyond excitement or angry excitement. This is huge for him. Oh, good. I'm so glad it's big breakthrough day for the person who wasn't even supposed to be here. I just... I just... He speaks. So... What does Gran have to say? Again, seances are incredibly personal between spirit and subject, but we do have an audience here, so narration is necessary. Just a formality, I know. She isn't responding. And is this consistent with your Gran's behaviour? Definitely. The McMurphys are taught never to show emotion until we hear what we want to hear. That's why I'm such a steel trap. Anyone else getting the impression that McMurphy is kind of the dead tooth of the family? 
I know you're disappointed in my generalities, Gran. I can get specific. I'm sorry. I never followed up on learning how to make your biscuit recipe with you. I'm sorry I joined Scotland Yard after you specifically told me you'd rather see me bake bread all day than work for the city. I'm sorry I missed your funeral because Joe Castor and I were having a lover's spat. The truth is we'd broken up weeks before. And I just needed a day for me. <laughs> and how is your gran reacting now? She's smiling. Oh, she's got that old McMurphy glit in her eye. Is there anything else you'd like to say to your gran? Nah. Nah, I think I'm good. Then, by the power vested in me by the state of otherworldly business and Dorchester, I hereby call this seance closed. Wait, wait, we didn't even get to expose her. Oh, and Gran, I love you. Thanks. What the, the fuck? fuck? What, what did, did you, you do? do? Wait. Mr. McMurphy, you may open your eyes. How do you feel? I feel calm, warm, good. I'm so glad. And that, my friends, is how you do a seance! Woo! Wow! Great stuff! Great stuff all around! Right here, all of you! Great stuff! But we have to expose her. Expose her for what? Being a fucking showman? With special effects! I mean, obviously, she has a fan in here somewhere to create the wind and was able to switch out trick candles for our real ones and made the voice of McMurphy's grand by speaking low into the core of that toilet tissue there. But I don't know. It seems to have actually helped. Yeah, look at McMurphy. He's just been smiling contently for the past two minutes and hasn't felt the need to say anything. That's a net win. Yes, but... But... But what, Hampton? What? Mr. Fox, Mrs. Thistledow, Mr. Stallion, you two guests I've never seen before in my life. I believe this house is clear. My work here is finished. Unless there's anything you'd like to say. In which case we can still do a talkback. Eh, Tobias Wettel wasn't paying us enough anyway. Miss Von Duvet, that was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, don't mention it. It's my pleasure. My gift and my curse, as they say. But I don't really ever say the latter. Not sure why I said it now. Oh, well, with that, I'm off. Ephraim? Yeah? I'm proud of you. And so is your gran. I certainly have a lot to ponder now. Pondering is good. We love a ponder. And you know what? I'm thinking I do now, too. Thank you, Francesca Von Duvet. Thank you.
Well, I bloody hope it was worth it, Von Duvet. I don't know who you are or why we couldn't see past your human disguise, but the two of us have a long line at the Bureau of Damnations and Miracles Verification to get to know each other. I, for one, would like to know. Of course you didn't. Hmm? Perk of the job. No one recognises death until it's too late. Azrael. <sighs> Occam's razor. My least favourite kind. Of course. You're the only one with the clearance to- Why did no one die? A valid question. Well, it's funny. I got an order to try and get humans more comfortable with death. Not sure why. Hope there's not anything big just around the corner. What year is it again? 1890. Probably fine then. Anyway, those were my orders, so I figured, why not try a more spiritual route? Because I considered reanimating a few corpses, but that's so 1818. But this way, humans can speak to their loved ones, or at least believe they're speaking to them, if the person's <clears throat> down there. You can say hell, some of us live there. And suddenly, the great beyond's not so big and scary anymore. Are you at least filling out the proper paperwork? Oh, Gabriel, you silly Billy, I'm the angel of death. I don't need to sign forms to contact souls I collected. <laughs> That's like having to get a library card for your own library. Well, in this case, yes, those forms are required because... Azrael, how's about this? I'll personally put you in touch with someone from my side who can see about letting the humans talk to their deceased down there. If you agree to start filling out the proper paperwork for temporarily bringing a soul back to Earth. Do we have a deal? Hmm. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of writing. Then let me put it this way. You're glorified errand boy. I'm a prince of hell. And unlike my associate, I don't have to play nice with you. Keep trying my patience. Which one of us do you think is coming out with all of their atoms intact? You know what? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Have a lovely evening, Azrael. Toodaloo. Thank you. Oh, don't thank me just yet. You really think she's going to remember to fill out all those forms? And for both sides? Have fun with twice the wild goose chases. Bastard. I see we're back on speaking terms. And all it took was me making your existence just a little bit harder. Duly noted. Ugh, don't look so soppy and pathetic. Come on, let me tempt you with a drink. And another one of your terrible ideas sure to follow. I've never had a bad idea drunk in my existence. What makes you think I'll start now? How was the human? Match. <laughs> a bit tame for my tastes. A hot poker's tame for your tastes. And yours. Come on, you can do better than that. Hmm. All right. What? It's a surprise. <laughs> That's what I like about you, Angel. I'm never bored. Wait, Sherlock Holmes was real? That's your takeaway? I'm choosing to make that my takeaway because Jesus Christ. Sometimes I forget that in between all the big historical events, you guys were just dicking around. I was on an assignment, mind you. He was dicking around. Says you. 
If I remember correctly, my plan was an unmitigated success. Plan? Please. What you succeeded in was acting like an attention whore. Hmm. Interesting word choice. Considering. Considering what? That after we left, you were the one who brought the branding iron. Okay, Gabe, thanks for the takeout. Bye! This crossover episode was written by Ian Gears, Lauren Grace Thompson, and Newton Shottlecotty. Where the Stars Fell is a production of Poldera Studios and is produced by Newton Shottlecotty. Fox and Stallion is created by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. Sound design was by Newton Shottlecotty. Direction by Newton Shottlecotty and Ian Gears. And editing by Lauren Grace Thompson. Original music composed by Baldemar and Newton Shottlecotty. This episode featured Newt Shottlecotty as Edison and Victorian BB, Max Fleischacher as BB and Victorian Gabe, Jeremy Thompson as Hampton Fox, Chris Viseraga as James Stallion, Katie McLean Hainsworth as Madge Stallion, Emma Shazarko as Francesca Von Duvet, Ian Gears as McMurphy, and Kira Gill as Gabe. All sound effects taken from Audio Library, Soul Library, Free Sound, Original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen to Where the Stars Fell at wherethestarsfell.com. And for Fox and Stallion at 224bbaker.com. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harvard University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that What? You, you know what, if you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone get out right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature. An audio drama. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.